Hello, fabulous writers. Thank you for joining me today. Today is part two of symbolic housewares. You know, all that stuff that's in your house. If you're new, thanks for joining in. And if you're a regular, thank you so much. And you know the drill, subscribe, notify, you know how that goes. Here are eight more symbolic house goods. Looms, I don't have a loom. Yeah, I just don't have it. It's, you know, it's an old fashioned thing. Looms are symbolic of the mother goddess, Luna and feminine power. Remember the story Rumpelstiltskin? What did the princess say she could do? Oh, that's right. Loom gold from straw. <laughs> Got her in some trouble. Things to consider about looms. Who is doing the looming? The lying princess? <laughs> what pattern is being created? Is that itself symbolic? What colors are woven? Because colors too, as you know, can be symbolic. And I did another video on that. I'll link it at the bottom. What material is used? Mm, straw, silk, wool. With modern texts, any character that looms now, we know that either that's their hobby or they are some kind of artisan weaver. And those characters are usually Mother Earth kind of characters. Mirrors. Ooh, that is too close. Mirrors have like a billion meanings. <laughs> well, almost. You can do so many things with mirrors, but they're usually symbolic of vanity, truth, because you're looking at the truth, which is ironic because the mirror isn't representative of all the dimensions. Clarity, distortion, like this mirror, Ugh. a reflection of the soul, inner calm, that's a Taoist belief, and the transitory nature of reality. That's in Hinduism. Things to consider with a mirror. Who or what is reflected? What is not reflected? How is the mirror framed? Is it ornate, simple? Does it have no frame? Does the mirror break? Ah! That's a symbolic smack in the face. And when the mirror does crack or break, what really broke or cracked? inside the character. Pen and ink. This is a official Autumn Bardot pencil. Has a little dragon on it. If you want one of these babies and some other swag, like a tech cloth, you know. <laughs> Just sign up for my email on my blog and tell, give me your address and I'll send you a few goodies. Okay, back to pen and ink. Super obvious, right? Learning, creativity, destiny. The pen is mightier than the sword. No more powerful words have ever been spoken but with a pen. Some apocryphal religious texts claim that Penemwe, the fallen angel, gave man the ability to write down his words, which was considered one of the most dangerous Things, things to consider. What is written? Is it an incantation, heresy, destiny, a confession, a diary, a map, instructions? Is it logical, emotional, factual, a lie? You get the picture or mm, rather the words. Who is the author? 
Are they credible? How old? What gender? What's going on with them really? What race, religion, socioeconomic group are they? Does the writer make mistakes? Are there ink blots? And for these kinds of pens, are they scratching things out? I run out of eraser before I do pencil. That's very symbolic of me. What surface is it written on? A scrap of paper? Back of an envelope? A napkin? Their hand? It's fine to write. She took a piece of paper and jotted a note. But if you want to add some extra flavor, you could write something like, she wrote a note, her overly large loopy handwriting going to the torn edge of the scrap of paper. You might think that's a lot of detail, Autumn. Do I need it? No, of course not. But consider that sentence. What might the reader unconsciously pick up? Maybe that the character doesn't let them hem anything in. Not even their large penmanship or that scrap of paper. Maybe it tells the reader they didn't think things through. Maybe that they were angry and wrote big. Maybe they didn't have time to find a notepad. Maybe that they're not wasteful. Maybe all of these, maybe some of these, maybe more, but you get the picture. It gives a little character clue. Little things you like to drop all throughout your novel that build that beautiful rounded character, fully fleshed out character. Purse, it's wealth, vanity, prosperity. Is it any wonder women love their designer bags? I know I do. Nothing says I've arrived like a $5,000 bag, even if there's no money in it. Things to consider. Is the purse empty or full? Stuffed, messy, or super neat inside? Not my bags, although I try, I really try. What material is the purse made out of? Is it designer? Is it silk, wool, leather? All of those things provide character clues. Screen, I, I don't have a screen. Not the kind of screen I'm going to talk about. Screens are all about mystery and concealment, right? You hide behind them. Things to consider. Who is hiding? Who are they hiding from? Why are they hiding? To save their life for nefarious purposes? Is it titillating or frightening? Does the hider emerge differently from behind the screen? I mean, are they somebody else? Has their expression or their emotion changed? All fun things you can play with. What material is the screen made from? There's a difference between a, a beautiful hand-painted oriental screen and a very sheer screen. Does the screen show their silhouette? We've all seen the movie, right? Where a woman goes behind the screen to change and the guy can see her silhouette as she changes. And of course that is very mm -mm -mm, sexy. Table, well, there's a table. Well, a laptop is sitting on a table. The table is symbolic of equality and also the last supper. If it's a round table, it's symbolic of a coming together of equality, the circle of life and the divine. Things to consider about a table. A meeting at a round table suggests that all participants have an equal stake, have equal power, even if that's not true. Essentially, there is no head of the table. 
What material is the table made from? Is it modern, wood, marble? What is the condition of the table? Who sits at the head of the table? And should they be sitting there? Hmm. Who arrives and who stalks off or leaves from the table? And why do they do that? Is something spilled on the table? Something symbolic or just a plot device? I have a lot of tables in my historical fiction novels, especially The Impaler's Wife. In one particular scene, Dracula and his wife, Alona, incognito, visit a local tavern to try to figure out, you know, what the prevailing opinion of the townsfolk is about them. Now, Dracula was actually known to go incognito and visit inns quite frequently. So this time he takes his wife. I have Alona sitting at this inn in the table and it's very old and beat up. And as she runs her hands over it, she imagines that she can feel all the history of all the people who were there. Remember, she didn't leave the castle often. So for her, that old table in the inn is somehow imbued with, you know, generations of commoners and their problems. The simple, sturdy, yet beat up nature of the table is a metaphor for the struggles of the common people at the time. Thread. Uh oh. Thread is symbolic of one's life as determined by the gods. The thread of life. But it's also symbolic of holding things together. Things to consider. Who cut the thread? Do they rip it with their teeth? or snip it with scissors. What material is the thread? Cotton or silk or wool. What is the thread stitching together? A shirt? What kind of fabric? Or is it stitching together skin? Hmm. Does the thread become loose? And who is doing the needlework? Another example from The Impaler's Wife. I actually use thread and needlework as a motif that runs through the body of the text. Why? Historical fiction, women sat around and did needlework, even the royal ladies. It gave me an opportunity to describe their emotions. Were they jabbing at the cloth? That would indicate their irritation or their anger. Did they ruin a stitch in mid-gossip? Oh dear. Were they yanking on something? Once again, it could indicate their emotion. And I also used stitching to describe relationships. I really had fun with it. I think it's a really cool symbol, the thread in the needle that you can really use to play with emotion. Timepiece, a clock, a watch, one of those things that turns upside down with the sand. <laughs> All are symbolic of mortality. A few things to consider. Does the clock run fast or slow? Or is it exact? The other day I took my watch off, not this one, another one, because the faceplate on the watch was like skewed. The 12 wasn't, you know, where it should be. And I told my husband to take it to the jeweler. I also told my husband it was symbolic of my life right now. He's married to a writer, so, you know, he knows I say these things. So he asked me, how? I don't know if he really wanted to know if he was just being, you know, a nice husband. I told him I was doing everything on time, all of my other daily duties I have to do and work, 
but everything just seemed kind of off. Other things to consider. Does someone stop time? Who and why? Is it a literal stopping or a metaphorical stopping of time? Is time more important to one character than another? Here's a place you can add more character clues. Time can be slow, time can be fast, all indicators of what a character is feeling at the moment. Of course, if time moves fast, you're either enjoying something or something is going down that you cannot control and you have to respond to. If time moves slow, it's because you're bored. It also represents the way a character might view life. Time moves fast when you're in the zone, right? And time moves slow when we're doing something we really don't like to do. That was eight more symbolic heavyweights. I hope you enjoyed them. Everything in your house really could be symbolic and you can make it symbolic, but those were the heavyweights. Remember, not everything needs to be symbolic, nor should it be symbolic. That would be like too much for a reader, but it is a fun way to amplify character, emotion, conflict, and theme simply by adding a word or two to what you've already written. It's that easy. Thanks for watching. If you haven't watched the first eight symbolic heavyweights, I'll put the link down here. And thank you so much for watching. And once again, you know, subscribe, notify. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you next week. Thank you writers. And always remember to dream, create and embrace. Bye-bye.